welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Andrea Lowell. She is a self-mastery coach. She's a founder of I Am Everything Project, which in itself sounds totally awesome and would be really fun to dive into. Um, so welcome, Andrea. Oh my gosh. I am so happy to be here. You know, I do so many interviews. I even do my conduct my own interviews. And this is the one I've been the most excited for because once I started to get to know a little bit about you, I was just like, I love this woman. I love your genius zone. I love your superpowers. I just want to be your best friend. So oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me on. And I'm so excited to talk about all things, you know, self-mastery. Let's do it, sister. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, let's start by kind of explaining your way of understanding self-mastery, because we all have our own kind of perception of this. So how do you define becoming masterful of yourself? Okay. Self-mastery is almost synonymous with self-actualization. If anyone has studied psychology and they're familiar with Abraham Maslow's work, it's very much in the vein of that. So self-mastery is knowing yourself so intimately that you know that your actions, your reactions, and your spoken word all stem from your belief system. And you also know what has caused these certain beliefs. Is it programming? Was it my upbringing? Is it you know society? Is it the matrix construct in which we live? Is it a core wound? Is it trauma? So you really radically know yourself. So you know exactly why you're doing it. Uh, and when it comes up, you're like, Ooh, I know the reason. So when you know the why behind your, what the difference between just self-awareness and self-mastery is the self-aware can say, okay, I know why I'm doing this. The self-mastered can say, I don't want to do this. I don't choose to do this. I'm going to turn this over to my higher power source. And I'm going to choose to live from that divine space. I don't want these character traits that don't serve me to keep following me. They got me here. They created this wonderful person who I am, but I want to get rid of them. I don't need to hold on to these behaviors and these lower vibrational aspects that uh, a lot of times were survival skills, like people pleasing, for example. 
maybe it served us in junior high or high school or college or finding a job, but does it serve me as a 40-year-old woman? No, it does not. So through the identification of all that, through the rigorous self-honesty, and then turning that into self-mastery saying, I know the why behind my what, I'm going to choose this version of me. And really overstanding, understanding the reality in which we live. And I say reality very loosely (laughs) really helps because if I don't know how this system that we're operating in works, then I don't really know how to navigate it. I don't know how to harmonize with it. So it's really turning this beautiful gift of self-awareness and accountability and doing the right thing, living by that golden rule, you know, getting rid of lower, lower frequency, lower self aspects, attuning with the higher self aspects and be able, being able to manifest actually, because you now are this high vibrational, you know, queen who really is just attracting the like frequencies, because we have gotten rid of all the things that were holding us down energetically. So it's funny because I started this work as a manifestation coach. And then I realized I'm not a manifestation coach. I'm a self mastery coach. And the result is incredible manifestations. So we can manifest from, you know, the unconscious when we just look what's around us, we can see, okay, this is what I'm unintentionally manifesting from my frequency alone. Now, as someone who practices self-mastery, because it's a practice, no one's perfect, right? What if I put some intention behind my desires? Let's see what I can call in. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. And the way that I do it is a lifelong practice. It's not something that um, clients who work with me, for example, would have to, you know, get a new program with me every year. Once you know this, it's in your being. Like you can't not know it. And the contrast of feeling so good and at such a higher, you know, resonance with the cosmos versus a behavior that might pop back in five or six years. It's so icky. It's so gross. You're just like, Ugh, I, I don't want this. I have to work on it and go back there. <laughs> so like once you go to those higher levels, it's almost like you have no tolerance for the lower, the lower vibes. Well, it's easier to recognize the lower vibes too. That's a very good point you're making is that I think a lot of times people think of self-mastery as something that like once you arrive there, like everything is great. And it's like, no, all the crappy things are still here. It's just, you're way better at handling them, right? (laughs) Yes. Your reaction to them is not life or death. I'll talk about my experience before self-mastery, no matter what happened, it was black and white, either everything's amazing or everything's horrible. You're like, oh my God, there was no gray area. It was never, okay, this is cool. It was never, oh, I don't have to react. So when you attain self-mastery, I'm not going to lie. The first few years, everything's pretty amazing. You're like, nothing can mess with me. But then, you know, the adrenaline wears off (laughs) and we have to really get rigorous about the work. But you don't want to feel those things anymore. And it's so obvious when they pop up. But you know that by reacting to them the way you used to would only create a problem. So you just let things roll off your back. You know that you're divinely protected. You know that you're on purpose. Basically, when you achieve this level, you have no doubt that your higher power source, you know, I use a vague terminology because we don't have, we all have our different concepts, 
that you are your higher power source and you are walking hand in hand and there's nothing you cannot do together. So when you feel like you're never alone, when you feel like you have the most unconditionally loving, giving, merciful, you know, energy helping you, why would I, you know, react if someone rear ends me, you know, in a parking lot? Why would I get mad that a line is long at the bank? Like, who cares? Like, I'm on purpose, you know? It's great. And you can, it's really funny because the first couple of times this happens, you know, people are being crazy on the freeway, for example, and you you think, oh, you know, maybe they just got laid off of work or maybe their wife's having a baby. You're thinking, oh my God, I'm actually being gracious to crazy drivers. I'm a completely different person. And you're like, come on in. You know, you're waving people over. <laughs> it's like, you really notice in those kind of day in day out day in day out daily activities when you have achieved higher levels of consciousness and it's really really fun the first few times it happens so another thing that's cool too is when we start again waving someone over let's say in traffic the karmic effect of that you know people will say oh my god everyone's waving me over everyone's letting me in everyone's so kind on the road this has never happened before and i say well you're probably doing that as well and that's the karmic return like well yeah i am yes everything is karma even people waving you over on the freeway so it's really really cool and um it's such a joy to teach this to women well, and it activates that nonlinear quantum creation, right? When you are resonating with the overall field around the planet and the human group field that you're in, right? And then you're probably teaching your clients how to respond to that instead of react so that they can then kind of co-create with it. Can you say more on that? Yeah, it's like when, okay, the way that we really create the reality that we want is determined by our reaction. So let's say someone does rear end me in a parking lot and I start to notice that maybe an old behavior is coming back. Oh, why is this happening to me? I can't believe it. Everyone, you know, no one looks, no one pays attention. So that would be the old me. The new me might have those same thoughts and I might catch that. And I might say, oh no, I'm doing it again. I know that my reaction to this in this nonlinear manifestation that I'm creating, you know, with this whole unified field of infinite possibilities, you know, stuff's going to happen. But my reaction to stuff is what's going to determine the point of attention and the timeline that I'm on. So I'm going to catch it because now I have radical self-awareness. And I'm going to say, nope, nope, nope. This is happening for me, not to me. What can I be grateful for in this situation? And a client might say, what do you mean? What can I be grateful for in this situation? Now I got to deal with insurance. This person's blaming me. What I would say is what the self-mastered version of me would say. And I would say, thank you, God. Thank you, source. Thank you, unified field. Thank you, universal consciousness for protecting me from something worse down the line. Thank you for stopping me right there in my tracks because you knew that it was more important for me to stop there than go further in that parking lot or get on the freeway. I don't need to know what it is you're protecting me from, but I know that that's all you do is you carry me and you protect me and everything is divine or nothing is divine. And we know everything's divine. So even this little accident 
is a gift from God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that it wasn't worse. Thank you that no one's hurt. Thank you that it was just, you know, something material, like a bumper on my car. Thank you that I have insurance. So I start going into this avalanche of everything I have to be grateful for. So we see the three versions of what reality I could create. Now, if I'm in that non-self-mastered place where I'm in victimization, fear, blame, lack, consciousness, and I'm choosing because I'm very strict, I guess I could say with my clients about our reactions, our choices, it might be a subconscious choice, but it's still a choice. If I'm choosing to act in that contracting consciousness, that lack, that fear, that blame, that shame, the reaction is going to be, it probably will be found that it's my fault. My deductible is going to go up. My premium is going to go up. Maybe this person's not insured. I'm literally going to create a lower timeline of all of my fears and my beliefs manifesting into the present. But if I catch it and I flip it, I can override that and I can jump to that higher reality, or I can just live there And go straight into my gratitude and straight to everything's perfect. It always is. And also, so when people have a hard time with this, what do you mean everything's perfect? You know, some things really suck. And I'm just like, look at the facts of your life. Let's not look at the feelings. Let's look at the facts. Everything that you thought would take you down made you stronger. And it brought you to this exact moment that we're in today. Had anything, anything been different, even by a millimeter in this cosmic soup that we live in, you would not be at this exact moment right now. In fact, if anyone in this reality had a different thought, reaction, or spoken word, none of us would be in this exact point right now. So everything is indeed perfect and by divine design. Doesn't mean that we don't have free will. Of course we do. But this moment is a culmination of every thought reaction and action that everyone's ever taken. And it's absolutely perfect. Let's look at the facts, not the feelings. It's okay if we mess up. It's okay if we have negative or, you know, lower consciousness thoughts. I have them sometimes, but good thing I'm not judged on my thoughts. (laughs) I can flip it, right? So like you said, it's that awareness now where I know what I'm doing it. I see, oh God, the difference, but because I know the difference, I can change it and create the reality that I that I so choose. Yeah, and how does that connect to the balance, like you mentioned, the free will versus this bigger universal thing? So from the way that I teach is that we have 100% possible, 100% of the time, everything in the quantum field, but within that, there is a soul design specific potentials that are, some people call it destiny, but it's essentially like the the ultimate way versus some other way. And sometimes ego interferes with the ultimate way. (laughs) It has its own opinion based on karmic overlays. So what is your view on this whole balance of the, the ego desire versus the kind of a higher plan or purpose or whatever we want to call it that let's say is instilled in you already versus the everything is possible. (laughs) Well, I definitely think you and I agree on that. Um, I think that not everyone succeeds in every life cycle. I Mm -hmm. believe in reincarnation. I don't think this is my first rodeo as a human. That's for sure. (laughs) I know that I probably messed up several times, you know, and all that pain and all that learning of prior karmic cycles and soul missions um, have brought me to deeper understanding in this life cycle. You know what I mean? It's good karmic residue. The lessons were integrated. So I do believe that the more the ego gets in the way, 
the more that pain becomes our teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I get a sign and I'm not in my ego and I'm like, oh, maybe I should follow that sign. It looks, you know, divine too, too odd to be a coincidence. Let's just abandon myself to the sign and follow the breadcrumbs of the universe. You know, I'm going to skip along. Great. I'm probably going to get to my destination a lot faster, but Mm -hmm. my ego is going to say, no, that looks too easy. Uh, that can't be it. You know, I actually have a lot of stability over here and that seems kind of unknown. I think I'm, you know, I might be miserable in my current reality, but I'm too afraid to take a leap. That seems weird. You know, uh, it is a coincidence. The universe, the unified field is going to keep giving me signs and breadcrumbs. And if I don't respond to them, it's literally going to turn into a big French uh, bread loaf one day and smack me over the head and be like, I've been dropping you breadcrumbs. What is wrong with you? And I know for me, my, I was ignoring, ignoring, ignoring the breadcrumbs. (laughs) (laughs) for years. And I had to be taken to depths of emotional hell and despair that I don't wish upon anyone to finally get it. But the good news is because my reality became so painful, I refuse to go back to that. So for me, self-mastery is the way that I'm going to prevent ever going to those depths again. And what a great reminder. I don't have to go to those depths because when I look back at my story, I can see where source totally was softball handing me the gifts. And I just said, no. And it was usually out of fear. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who let's say, has a specific desire that they want to accomplish or achieve. May that be a relationship or something happen in their business or something that they move somewhere, that they have a very specific vision. But that vision came out of their mind. And then there are breadcrumbs and they are leading completely in a different direction. How would that, what would you say to them? Like, should they, like, in their mind, it probably would be like, give up on their vision because you know, God universe is guiding them elsewhere. Should they trust that that's better or that were they wrong to desire what they desire? Like what's your view on all of that? I would manifest clarity. I would turn this situation over to God. I would turn it over to source. I would say, Hey, you know, I'm not sure if my vision and my desires coming straight from my ego or my head, or if it's, you know, divinely from you, I am okay with either choice because I prefer to follow your will for me, (laughs) not my ego's will. Thank you for bringing me clarity on this matter. Thank you for a sign that I know is a sign that I'm not going to mistake or question. Thank you for bringing it into my reality very swiftly so that I can start following the steps. Thank you for showing me the door because I promise you I'll walk through it. So what I do is I get the whole thing out of my mind and I kind of start from scratch by saying, I don't know. I have enough humility to say, I don't know, but I'm going to manifest through gratitude because that's such a high frequency that when you show me the door to walk through, I will walk through it because I know that the divine plan, the divine plan is always better than my plan. I don't know about you, but I've, you know, vaguely manifested some things and I left it vague on purpose. Um, so that, the universe could fill in the gaps and it was so much better than I could have ever imagined. So that's what I like to remind people of too. 
if I allow whoever my higher power source is to do the heavy lifting for me, I am going to be dazzled. I am going to be so delighted by what I call in and the swiftness at which I call in when I trust fully. And this unified field knows if I'm faking my frequency or not. You know, if there's full trust, full humility, full willingness, miracles are eminent. So I would say, get the rigid ideas out of your mind, turn it over to your higher power source and allow those miracles to roll through and keep your eyes open for the signs. And remember to manifest a sign that is clear that you're not going to wonder, is this it? Exactly. And I always say that universe does not speak English, it speaks frequency. So yes. you like you have to actually be in the frequency. You can just think it at and somehow that that's it. Like you actually have to embody it. So what you said though, what do you think stops people from following that inner alignment, inner voice, inner the signs that they see? Do you feel like it's some sort of um inner not enoughness that yeah. like self-worth? thing that usually is the issue, like need for control out of not trusting there will be enough? Or how would you say that? You know, it's so many things. And that's such a fabulous question. I think it's a culmination of fear. It's a lack of knowing your higher power source, not, oh, I believe in God. It, no, I know God. What is your spiritual practice like? Are you just, you know, pulling a tarot card once a month or are you actually having a relationship? Are you starting your day in, you know, uh, conscious communion, conversation, prayer, gratitude, whatever you want to call it, a conversation with your spirit guides, your angels, your divine team? Are you talking to this and giving gratitude to this throughout the day when something goes right? Are you thanking this higher power when something goes wrong? Are you thanking this higher power for redirection? Um, so typically you can't have fear and faith at the same time, especially when you think about frequencies. Fear and faith cannot be coinciding in my reality at the exact same moment. So if I'm not making a move, it's typically, and the, and the breadcrumbs are there, it's because I'm going down the spiral to fear. So in my, in my experience, I would say to a client, well, where's your higher power in that situation? Why are you not aligned with your higher power? So my first thing would be, let's make sure that we're cultivating this relationship with something that's not between our ears. You know, it doesn't have to be it, it, we don't have to all have the same concept of what it is. You know, for me, mine is unconditional love. Mine is just unparalleled intelligence. It's all these wonderful things. And other people, theirs is a religious deity, right? Mm -hmm. Or it is the universe or it's, it doesn't matter. I call it everything, you know? Um, so it doesn't matter what it is, but I need my clients. I need the listeners to pick something that resonates with them. And guess what? Again, it's not written in stone. You can always change it. It will evolve. I know my higher power source has evolved greatly over the decades. And um, I would, I would say when we are at a lower place of self-worth and self-concept, kind of get back to your original question, we might not feel that we're worth the success that we want. We might be thinking, I want a successful business or I want a house, you know, in the hills or, you know, and I'm manifesting it. But if I'm sending out 
low key frequencies that I don't even know I'm sending out. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I'm not enough. Then I'm not going to get a good manifestation result and, or, or maybe not one at all. And then think, oh, well, this manifestation thing doesn't work. When the fact is we know it works. The fact is that it's what you're sending out. So that's why we got to do the work. That's why we got to get, you know, rigorous with our self-love, you know, know that we are a divine soul on a mission. Like we are pure love. We are all these amazing, beautiful things. Like if source created me out of pure love, I need to find that divinity within myself and also recognize that I should love myself just as much as source does. So there's so many um, different ways. Uh, I, I have a whole formula that takes about a week <laughs> for breaking down self-worth, self-concept, and really building self-esteem from that spiritual center. Um, I'll give the listeners a little tidbit. A lot of ways that we get out of self-pity or low self-worth is by jumping into service. I can't be thinking about me, 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 me when I'm, how can I show up and help you? It's just this, it's literally this magic potion that um, people are in disbelief that it will work. But once they try it, they're like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm starting to feel good about myself. Yeah. Because you're getting out of you and you're saying, how can I use my experience and my tribulations and my struggles to help someone else? Even if it's just, you know, calling your mom and wishing her a good day, right? So it's, uh, there's a whole, there's a whole formula for it, but you hit the nail on the head. Uh, self-worth has a lot to do with it, especially when we talk about frequencies and where we're resonating. And do you feel like there's also an identity expansion that must occur? Because what I see a lot is that if somebody kind of encapsulates their identity in this is me, the human, and over there is the higher power, now it's much harder to build a relationship because it's almost like a mommy or daddy kind of a thing versus mm. them being a kid. And then projection happens a lot. That's just karmic overlays versus actually expanding one's identity to incorporate the higher part of themselves from like what you're saying. That sounds like to me, that's what occurs. So how do you see that component of where self is within that? I love that question. You know, if someone's feeling like their higher power is punishing, then we'd want to look at like, I'm saying relating to a parent, almost we'd need to look at where that belief is stemming from. And we'd want to look at the facts and we'd want to sit down with pen and paper and say, let's really write down what we believe our higher power source is, because I don't know about theirs, but I know that mine has never punished me. You know, my karmic effect, if I touch a hot stove, I'm going to get burnt. That's the law of karma. That's not my higher power source saying, oh, Andrea's being a dip today. I'm going to just burn her. No, I'm the one that creates my own karma. So knowing that there's that autonomy, knowing that I am this extension of source and what keeps me living, what keeps me breathing, what keeps me healing is the life force inside of me that is divine. That has to be cultivated. And how can you not love yourself when you know that your soul essence is pure divinity? So yeah, you're right. It's it's tapping into all those things and really getting to the underlying belief of our spirituality. And I will never tell someone what 
to believe, but I'm going to tell them what to do and what steps to take to really know that their higher power loves them and wants them to succeed. Yeah. And a lot of it is actually what you were saying earlier is that it's a relationship. It's a process. Like if somebody just pulls a tarot card once a month, that's not going to be a divine relationship. It's just going to be a projection of some idea, right? So that kind of brings us back to the I am everything. (laughs) So do you want to talk a little bit more about like, what does that mean? That project that you are put out into the world? Oh my God, I would love to talk about it. Yeah, it's my baby. So the I Am Everything Project is a two-month self-mastery journey where I hold the hand of the client and we walk through this path together. It starts with um, what I touched on briefly, which is overstanding because I don't understand anything at this point of my development, overstanding the quantum reality and learning how to harmonize with universal and natural law. I don't want to harness it because that's me trying to control things. I want to harmonize with it. So then we go into rigorous self-honesty. We look at the wounds. We look at the beliefs. We look at the programming and we start to dissect it. And we start identifying where the low frequencies are in our behavior. Um, the third part, which is the third week, everything I'm talking about is it takes about a week. Um, the third week is ridding ourselves of this karmic residue that we've been accumulating. You know, I like to relate the karmic residue to imagine a clogged pipe in a shower and it has all this hair and grime and sludge and grease. How is our higher power source going to flow through like running water and just let us be this clear channel for it to operate and manifest through if we have all this karmic sludge? So we take, you know, this uh, amazing spiritual shower cleaner and we get all the sludge out and we become this clear channel. So we do that by dissecting the underlying fears, uh, dissecting the beliefs and the blocks. And we do this with radical self-awareness and transmutation. So the fourth week, the fourth component is going to be that self-concept we've been talking about, the self-worth, the value. And how we derive this is we look at how can I find out what my self-value is or my self-concept is or where my self-worth is or improve it if I don't even know what I value. So I really look at what I'm valuing. And typically when someone's suffering from low self-worth, their values are not in congruence with where they're putting their energy. Like someone might value honesty and integrity and a lot of beautiful spiritual things, but they're putting all of their energy on impressing people or losing weight or buying the latest handbag. Of course you're miserable because you're not in any sort of balance of mind, body, and spirit. We know that when mind, body, and spirit are in balance, that's where the bliss is. That's where the inner peace is. That's where the self-love is. So we look at the energy flows and we start to make big adjustments. And we really look at financial energy a lot as well. We're seeing that where we're putting it out might what be, you know, karmically coming back in. So through these first four uh, weeks, and again, this is, I'm a mentor. I hold the hand of the client. I don't let them fend for themselves. Then we get into masterful manifesting because now we've cleaned it all up. Now we know, now we're at the level and we start calling in miracles. So then week six, I teach abundance in all all ways. We get deeper into natural law because I'm all about that. Um, We talk about an abundance of joy, purpose, service, all these things that are not what people typically think when they hear abundance. They think money, money, cash, cash. And don't get me wrong. 
That's wonderful. We'll call that in too. But Mm -hmm. we can have abundance of all things in all ways, all the time. So let's manifest an abundance of joy and bliss and serenity. And then the seventh final module um, week is integration. How am I going to keep this up the rest of my life and wanting to, because it feels so good. How do I maintain this, um, this relationship with my higher power? How do I stay in service? How do I keep my relationships blissful? How do I maintain boundaries? So that's what I do in a nutshell. So yeah, it's seven modules. It takes about two months. Um, there is a group aspect to it, but it's really done very privately. It's very intimate work one-on-one with me. This is awesome. And I mean, everything you're saying, it's exactly what is so needed in the world right now. And I can just like feel this mission of, you know, transmutation of all the sludge in a pipe, right? To get to that higher frequency. And humanity is right now right in that place where a lot of so many like old patterns are falling apart and individuality of each uh, person having their direct link to divine is starting. So, um, you know, you and I can talk for the next three hours. <laughs> not run out of anything to say. Totally. So, uh, I know. And this is great. So uh, that project sounds really cool. And I think a lot of people are really in need of some something that allows them to have such a deep journey. And you're obviously a master yourself. So you are a very good guide and um, have a lot of insight in how to create that process um, or co-create it, I guess, with um, a client. So yeah, thank you so much, Andrea, for being here. So this is Andrea Lowell. You can find her on andrealowell.com. And um do you have a free gift for us that um, something that they can start this lovely journey? <laughs> you know, I have a lot of things. And I think the best way is to really focus on how to keep our vibration clean and aligned with our higher power source throughout the day. So I'd love to give everyone my Raise Your Daily Vibration Guide. And I think that they will greatly benefit from that. Oh, this is awesome. So the link is in the show notes in the description of the video. If you're watching us on video, go check it out. And thank you so much, Andrea, for being here again. (laughs) Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on the social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on a social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using Wealth Energetics and Soul Design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.